Please be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable to you, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I confess this morning that of all the characters within the Bible, I am not Jacob's biggest fan. I don't like that he and his mother trick his father Isaac into giving up his older brother Esau's birthright. I don't like that just before our reading today, Jacob tries to avoid the telling off from his older brother that he's due. If Jacob were a Marvel Universe character, he would be Thor's brother, Loki. He's crafty, he's deceitful, and he's always messing stuff up. In this moment of Jacob's story, he's alone. He's sent his family and all of his resources ahead of him, and he's camped out all by himself. Jacob is vulnerable in this moment. Questions surround him like strange noises in the dark. Can he protect his resources? Is he going to make a fool of himself? Is Esau going to believe anything he says? More importantly, will Jacob be brave enough to tell his brother the truth? This is a Jacob I can get next to. Anxious, unimpressive, a little neurotic. I recognize these feelings in myself. I am 100% certain I felt all of those things my first day, week, month here at Old South Church. Am I talking too much in staff meeting? Am I not talking enough in staff meeting? Am I reading too fast? Will folks there welcome me or will they think I can't abide with them because I don't know them? Will they think that I think I'm special just because I go to Harvard? If I tell them that I'm interfaith, will they think that makes me not Christian enough? Will this be like other churches that I've been to? By the way, friends, the answer to that last question is no. This church is not like any other church I've been to. And you, its people, are not like any others I've served or with whom I've worshipped. As much as I enjoy throwing shade at Jacob, he and I are alike. I like nice things and I get them when and where I can. I am ambitious. I think that's a totally acceptable thing for a black woman to say, so I will say it again. I am ambitious. I want to be successful in the work of my ministry as a writer, as a spiritual care provider, as whatever God invites me to be. I am anxious a little neurotic. And like Jacob, I want to be blessed. We all do. Whether it's financial windfall, professional growth, a relationship that makes us feel seen and loved, the capacity to do good in our world, blessing is awesome. Here's what Jacob has to teach us. Blessing is active, not passive. And it's not transactional. The blessing that changes us, that allows us to change the world, rarely falls on us like rain from the sky. Nor does blessing come depending on how good we are. Sometimes, blessing comes through our effort, our dedication to the hard work of discipleship. 
if we are willing to wrestle for it, to wrestle with it. The instigation of the fight between Jacob and his interloper is short in the scripture. A man wrestled with him until daybreak. That's it. What starts their grappling? Is it anger at a hurtful word? Is it passion brought on by mutual attraction? Is it perhaps Jacob's struggle with himself projected onto another? We don't know. Maybe that's how it happens sometimes. Something comes upon us in a kind of half light and we're not sure what it is, but we sense that it's important and we go to the mat. This is how it is for us, Old South. I was new to Boston, new to the UCC, and I knew little of you, your legacy and history. Still, I knew that what I would learn here was important, and I hoped that I would offer something worthwhile. And we went to the mat. Wrestling is an imperfect metaphor to describe my time here. I don't mean to say that it has always been easy. Ministry is not always easy. We are imperfect people in an imperfect world, and yes, beloved, in an imperfect congregation, and making our way together has included some struggle. But to my mind, it has been a fruitful struggle. The proverb says, like iron sharpens iron, one person sharpens the mind of another. You have sharpened me. You have asked me to articulate my theology, to step into a space of leadership and of community and cooperation. And what I cherish most, good people of God, is that you have shown me your tender parts. You have trusted me to hold ritual and sacramental space with you, and you have allowed me to abide with you in your grief and in your joy. I wonder if Jacob knew that part of receiving this blessing meant that he was going to get his hip dislocated, that he'd be walking with a limp for the rest of his life. He was stubborn, and thank God, because his determination and tenacity are a part of our shared faith narrative. Like Jacob, I have been stubborn in my desire for a relationship with you, Old South. Maybe some of the things we've done together have felt like wrestling. <laughs> I have filled your inboxes, been aggressively cheerful in my greeting, and I have forgotten your name again, and I have laughed so loudly that I was distracting. I have asked you to breathe with me and to rub your belly with me and great New England blasphemy. I have asked you about your feelings. <laughs> Beloved, you have blessed me. You breathed with me and you rubbed your belly with me and you told me about your feelings. You trusted me when I asked you to do something you've never done before. You asked me to go with you in moments of celebration grief and the perpetual transition that this COVID time has been. You high-fived me. You hugged me. You asked me to pray with you, to listen and to talk with you about suffering and war and racism and transphobia and misogyny. You helped me create spaces where we could grow together. You asked me to work hard. You believed that I could. In a few weeks, my good husband and I will pack up our car and head south 
to North Carolina, where I'll begin a year-long hospital chaplaincy residency in Raleigh. Chaplaincy teaches you how to say goodbye. There are four parts to goodbye. Forgive me. I forgive you. Thank you. And I love you. Let us try it. People of God, forgive me for all of the times I used 40 words when 10 would do. Forgive me for the times I interrupted you and wrecked your train of thought. Forgive me my impatience, my frustration, my fatigue, my defensiveness or attachment. Forgive me my insecurity. Forgive me for the moments when my pain or anger has made it harder for me to be kind and compassionate. I forgive you for all the times we had to work too fast. I forgive you for that time you thought I was someone else. I forgive you for the moments when you were unable to trust me, when you didn't believe you could tell me what you really thought. I forgive you your impatience, your frustration, and your attachment to the way you've done it before. Old South, thank you. Thank you for asking me my name. Thank you for showing up, for wanting more information from me and about me. Thank you for every chance you gave me to say what I believe about God and how we follow God and why. Thank you for allowing me to take part in your baptisms, your memorials, your membership, your contemplation and rejoicing. Thank you for sharing with me the bread of heaven and the cup of salvation. Thank you for every challenge, every question, every request, every moment of my time and attention that you needed. Thank you for teaching me and for letting me teach you. Finally, I love you. I love your devotion to students and their growth. I love your claiming of your history and legacy, and I love your growing willingness to define and redefine yourselves as you discern who and what and how God would have each of you, have all of you, manifest the kingdom here on earth. I love your constant, abundant display of radical welcome. I love your leadership. I love your rank and file. I love your open door. I love your determination not to look away from injustice and violence, even when it resides in your own history. I love your New England stiff upper lip, and I love your gushy feelings. I love your bravery and your tenderness. I love you. Old South Church, I can let you go because you have blessed me. I pray you have been gifted even a fraction of what I have in our time together. May God bless and keep you. May spirit lead and abide in you as you grow in wisdom, maturity, and diversity. And may every student, every seminarian and resident, every BIPOC woman, every heart and soul who comes through that door take a hold of you and as Jacob did with God, as we all do with God, may they not let you go until you bless them. Amen.